Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. I have mentioned the problem affecting bluefin tuna before on the science blog, that they are being overfished and could even face extinction in the years ahead if we do not change our ways. The problem was not helped last month when the United States decided not to give the bluefin tuna endangered status until more data had been compiled. Nobody disputes that the population of bluefin tuna has plummeted in recent years, but as long as the fish remains prized on sushi tables around the world, the commercial pressures to keep fishing it are huge. A single large fish can sell for hundreds of thousands of Hong Kong dollars. But as long as the world continues to have an insatiable appetite for the fish, and as long as it gets overfished in the Mediterranean Sea and Atlantic Ocean, then it will be even harder for the species to recover in numbers. You might think that because of the global recession in the last couple of years, the environment might have benefited, but it hasn't. In new statistics just out, global greenhouse gas emissions in 2010 were the worst ever. Most of this CO2 was from burning fossil fuels in industry or power generation. This will definitely have an effect on global warming, even though we can't say by exactly how much. If the trend does continue, then it is likely that the average temperature around the world would rise by around 4 degrees by the end of this century. If that is the case, then melting ice caps will mean substantial sea level rises too. Unfortunately, few countries will commit to reducing greenhouse gas emissions as they feel it will harm economic growth. However, the cost of not changing our ways could be much, much higher. After the tsunami and nuclear disaster in Japan earlier this year, many countries are re-examining their long-term plans for atomic energy. More and more countries are either scaling back their nuclear future, cutting plans to build more plants, or even decommissioning existing nuclear plants early. Switzerland, Germany, Italy, Thailand and Malaysia have all changed their future nuclear schedule. In Switzerland, for instance, Five nuclear plants now supply 40% of the country's electricity, but the government there has pledged to phase out nuclear power by the year 2034. The problem, though, is what to replace it with. The far less hazardous fusion power is still decades away, even if it can be developed for commercial use. Oil and gas stocks are diminishing, and although there is plenty of coal still, that needs new technology to burn it without releasing CO2 into the atmosphere. And so the consequence of all this will mean more expensive electricity for many more years. Australia wants to build the biggest and most sensitive radio telescope, and it really would be huge. 3,000 linked radio dishes spread all over the continent, which would give a total of 1 million square meters of collection surface. This would be an incredible powerful telescope, which should help us understand more of the very beginnings of our universe. 
It is fantastic that such a big string of telescopes can collect such a lot of data. But the problem is handling that mind-boggling quantity of data. The country is developing a massive supercomputer, the third biggest in the world, to help, but that may not be enough. So scientists are working on a new idea to crowdsource some of the computing power and link up personal computers in people's homes and use that processing power when we'd not normally use them, such as at night. Of course, that could lead to many security issues, but to use potentially millions of PCs and hook them up to the biggest ever radio telescope could lead to unbelievable computing power. The International Space Station is now complete. The Space Shuttle Endeavour delivered its final payload to the orbiting space station last month, and so now it is finished. However, inside the space station, the resident astronauts have to build another version, made entirely from plastic LEGO building bricks. Thirty unassembled LEGO models, just small ones of course, were left for the astronauts to do not because they were bored, but to use as educational toys for kids back on Earth. The astronauts will explore the effects of zero gravity on simple machines by building models, conducting experiments and sharing those results with students and teachers back on Earth through video and crew commentary. So although the full-size International Space Station is complete, work on the tiny LEGO versions has only just started. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next Thursday evening for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand. <laughs>